Please join me for the reading of the word. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow and death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our New Testament reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may also be. And where I go now, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The word of God for the people of God. This is my song, 
praising my Savior all the day long. At this time, we'll have tribute to the family from Deacon Ted Pearson, from Loretta Odom, and then followed by Ms. Tammy Johnson. We ask that you keep your comments, your responses, please, to two minutes. To know Joel, if you know Joel, the first thing you would know or recall is a big smile, the glow that he had that was always with him. But my path crossed with Joel early in his life, about four rows, five rows back over here in the corner, one Sunday morning, when Joel, as a child, was eating some candy and it got lodged in his throat. And I helped dislodge that. And from there, I passed cross from time to time. I passed cross that most of the time when something was either tragic or something going on, or some diversity in his life. And I passed cross again, and Joe would call me. And after the second time, Joe said, Mr. Ted, can I get your telephone number so I could call you on a regular basis? And I said, sure. And from there, I passed cross in scouting. And it wasn't just Joe. But Joseph, his brother, was with him as well. And if you saw Joel, you saw Joseph. And they were both in scouting. And from there, Joel was on the path of the eagle. And Joel not only took scouting serious, the three merit badges that's on the path to eagle is citizenship in the world, nation, and community. Joel didn't only just take those merit badges, he took those and began to live that. Because Joel, every time you went, as one of his scouts, Eagle Scouts said in his Truth 394, Joel, if you know Joel, Joel's always trying to help somebody or trying to do something better for his community. Joel's flight as an Eagle was such that that's what he did on a regular basis. He was always trying to help somebody or do something, even for his community. And I learned when he decided to take the mayoral race serious and run as a candidate, the involvement he had at Northwest School of the Art, as well as in the city government, state government, and some of the committees that Joel was involved in. Joel not only was exemplary in scouting, Joel lived that. A scout is trustworthy. If Joel said something, you could take it to the bank. You could believe it. Joel was loyal. He was dependable. You could count on him. He was helpful. He was helpful to people he didn't know, and he was helpful to anyone else. That old saying, he was old school. He'd give you the shirt off his back if you asked for it. Joel was friendly, and that's exemplary of a lot of people that's here. Some of you knew Joel for a brief moment. He was courteous, old school courteous. He called me Mr. Ted from the day that he started talking to me until the last time I saw him was always Mr. Ted. And Joel had a way with that. You could be in the back of the church of 10,000 people. Mr. Ted, I need to talk to you. Or his scoutmaster, Mr. Rankin. We was up at summer camp and about 100 boys. Somebody was giving him trouble. Because he, Mr. Ted, I'm like, what? And it was like E.L. Hutton. 
Joel turned, and every scout in the building turned. Joel is talking. Something's wrong. Joel was kind. He was kind to everyone. He was obedient. You could tell him something. He didn't disrespect it, right or wrong. He did what you tell him to do. He was cheerful. When you was down, he could pick you up. He was thrifty. He was thrifty in things he did with his money, with his people, with his standards, and things he did. Joe was clean. And I just saw a little picture of Joe back when he was in his white uniform and had his crown, the African crown on. Joe dressed the part. And back on that counter roll on Sunday mornings, Joe was there every morning at 7.30 in church uh, before the pandemic struck. He was with Miss Thelma. And they were inseparable. That's where you'd find him. Joe was brave because he took on things that probably shouldn't have taken on. But once he came into his mind, he took them on and took them on faithful. And he was reverent. He was respectful, not to just individuals, but to God. And he believed in that. As one of the scout, master, scout persons said again, you know, to know Joe would know he was always trying to make something better. One of the other leaders in the troop called me and said, Mr. Ted, I remember that little fellow. She said, he was a rather talkative little fellow, but he was smart. He knew about everything. He said, well, when he started the conversation, you almost had to say, can we take a break? And that was just him. That's the way he engaged him. I'd like to say that Joel was a little bit ahead of his time. But who are we to judge what time is? He was on God's time. And that is really true, and God had touched his life, and you can see the things he do. He's now gone. He's with the master trooper. To be absent with the body, to be present with the Lord. afternoon, ministers, family, and friends. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Loretta Joy's cousin. In the beginning, God created a joy. Elijah Odom. Oh, boy. <laughs> I remember when I saw Joel and I told Tasha, I said, listen, I'm going to start a daycare and I want you to bring the baby to my daycare. He came. And I remember one time I said, Joel, it's time for now. He said, okay. I said, get your car, get your blanket. Let's get ready for now. Not only did he get his cotton blanket, he got everybody's cotton blanket. I said, good precious. As a toddler, always helping somebody out. I saw that early in age. And, um, when it was time for the babies to go home, I always told them, I said, one day you all going to be great greats. One day you all going to be great greats. So later in life, I remember me and my mother was shopping at Walmart. And he was walking behind us trying to surprise us with that million-dollar smile. Tip-top. Here we go. He said, hey, Aunt Romaine and Rita. I said, hey, Mr. President. He said, what? I said, yeah, you're going to make it for president of the United States one day. He said, okay. 
I said, don't forget about cuz. I want a room at the White House. He said, uh-uh, no, no, no. He said, you can come visit, but you got to go back home. So he told us in Walmart that he was going out for mayor, and I told him I'd be a part of his campaign team. Came and picked me up. And at the age of 49, I just really found out how this city runs. I want you all to know he was not only a man of faith, but he was a great, great. He was a warrior and a great, great. He wouldn't take no for an answer. He would have became the next mayor, governor, and the president of the United States of America. Joel put a mark in this city, a mark in black history. He died in February, which is our Black History Month. Romans 10, 9 and 10 reads, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And if you believe in that, you will see Joel again. Not only was he saved, but he was a great, great like Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, and Martin Luther King Jr., and Joel Elijah Olam. All right? What would they say about your legacy once this day comes for you? We can all get up and do better, no matter what the past is. This man did more than some people in 22 years. Let's walk together and live our lives on helping people get to the next step. We all can get a helping hand. We all need help. Every one of us need help. Every one of us need help. What a great, great man he was. What would they say about your legacy once you transition? Thank you. going to take it off. If you're here from Northwest School of the Arts, could you please stand until I finish? One of his dear friends is here from Northwest, and I thought one of the counselors was here too. Michelle, will you stand too, please? And Miss Pat, would you still stand? I asked these people to stand on his behalf for a lot of reasons. Your grandson, Grandma, could nobody tell him nothing. I met Joe years ago at Northwest School of the Arts. He said, you need a name, because you're here all the time. You make sure we're here. You make sure we do what we're supposed to do. You know what? I'm going to call you Mama T. So I was Mama T. Plus, I was involved in politics, as some of you know. So when Joe was getting ready to think about running for mayor, he called me up. Now, before that, I may see him on campus every now and then. He said, um, I'm running for mayor. I said, you are? He said, yeah. He said, I can't. I said, yeah, you can do anything you want to do. He said, okay, I'm putting my, my name in the bucket. I'm, I'm going down there. I said, whoa, 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 Joe. You got to first go to the board of election, sign up, and then we can go from that. He said, well, are you going to help me? I said, Joe, I'll help you behind the scenes because I can get more done for you. He said, okay, Mama T. Okay. So Joe called me around this time last week 
Wednesday also. We talked all the time about politics. He joined the NAACP. He joined the Political Black Caucus. He brought Tuesday morning breakfast. Now, Tuesday morning breakfast was very early, like, what, 7, 7.45, Ms. Joyce? He was there. When Joe got the opportunity to speak for the NAACP downtown for the Black Lives Matter um, painting, he said, I'm on my way down there. I said, Joe, what you got on? It don't matter. I'm going just like I am. Are you coming? I said, I'll be there, Joe. Joe was out there with flip-flops, a shirt, and some shorts. I said, Joe, did you not have time to check? No, they told me to get here. I got to get on here right now. I got to go right now. I said, okay. When he ran for mayor, he said, what do I need to wear to the speaking? I said, you got a black suit? He said, yeah. I said, you got a gold tie? He said, yeah. I said, wear that. Well, what about, uh, what about uh, uh, Mama T? I show you a picture. I said, okay, we can do that. Boy, there it is right there. That, that suit and that gold tie. And Miss Pat, standing beside Michelle, he loved you very dearly. He talked about your courage for the black community. He talked about how you worked with the West Side. He loved West Side now. West Side Charlotte, he loved it. He loved the young people. He wanted to make a difference. I met his little sister yesterday. Is she here? Is she here today? Could you hold up, stand up? Someone introduced me to her, grandma and auntie. And I said to her, hi, I'm Mama T. She said, hi. I said, okay. Mm, sound like Joe. And I said, um, do you want to, do you want to run for mayor one day? She looked. And then I said, would you like to run for the secretary of state? She said, I'm running for the secretary of state. I said, okay, that's little Joe right here already, grandma and auntie. Thank you for sharing your grandson and your nephew with us. Northwest School of the Arts would never be the same without him. The community would not be the same. All I'm going to say at the end, I love Joe. Joe loved the community of Charlotte 100%. You had a joy. God has a diamond. If you're young, get involved like Joe. If you need to register to vote, register to vote. If you need to be a voice in your own community, because we need it. Our elected officials need it. They need to know what's going on. Only way they can do that, if you come to the meetings. But now since we're in pandemic, you can go to Channel um, 16 and watch it. As I said, we have Miss Pat here. She's elected official. And when I tell you guys, she helps the homeless. She helps those in need all the time. And that was something that Joe had in mind. He wanted a hospital. He wanted a hospital on the west side. So the elected officials that are here now, state as well, let's get that hospital that Joe asked for on the west side. Thank you very much. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. I love the ground to seek and sand. I know for sure that Joel understood that. Joel was an ambassador of God's grace and everlasting love. And love from God is just a gift. You don't earn that. Joel was a gift to us all. And the words of Mahalia Jackson, 
If I can help somebody as they pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he's traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. If I can do my duty as Christ ought, if I can bring salvation to the world ought, if I could spread a message as the master taught, then my living has not been in vain. This brother's living was not in vain. I bring you greetings on behalf of the social justice ministry here at St. Paul Baptist Church. We live in a life, we live in a world where self-indulgement is a norm. This is our nature. It's difficult not to strive to be first at everything, not to turn every moment and opportunity into a competition. In the short time I was blessed to know Brother Joel, his mission was not to take the pie, but to make sure that everyone, regardless of their status or station in life, had a fair and equal opportunity to the pie. Joel was a servant leader. He was a young man of tenacity, resilience, and substance. And I know that all of you can agree because you've already heard it this morning. This brother was an old soul, a motivated and determined man who loved his family, his church, and his community. Against all odds, Joel focused on the big picture but understood the small details, the power and importance of being a bridge builder. The power and importance of compassion, the power and importance of nurturing community. Always open and willing to offer words of wisdom, problem-solving tips, words of affirmation and love. And even if those individuals didn't agree with them. If you've ever had the opportunity to have Joel pray for you or with you, you knew that he was a prayer warrior. He had an anointing over his life. Joel knew that he couldn't change the world single-handedly, so he focused on a coalition of God's ambassadors. His high school friends at Northwest, his St. Paul family, Specifically, Ms. Thelma Watkins, to the family, thank you for sharing Joel with each of us. You have our heartfelt condolences. It is my deepest prayer that Joel is now serving on the City Council of Saints, giving glory and honor and praise to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. God of redemption, mercy, peace, and love. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you willingly gave yourself up to death so that all people might be saved and pass from death into a new life. Please listen to our prayers, O Lord. Look with love upon those who mourn today. Give them the love and comfort that they need during this difficult time, God. Lord Jesus, you alone are holy and compassionate. By dying, you open the gates of life for those who believe in you. Do not let our brother be, tar- be parted away from you. But through your glorious power, give him light, joy, and peace in your kingdom of love. Amen. We have heard wonderful tributes given to our young brother. And we thank God for all that the Lord has done with him and through him as far as a short time here on earth. I want to, before we have the closing, I mean the uh, musical selection and the sermon, I want to recognize Senator Joyce Waddell. And I'm going to ask that she will stand at this time. We're glad to have you here. Is that a resolution you have? Can you give it to the family? And... um, um, and we'll make sure that they will get that as far as that's concerned. I didn't have that on the program, and I hadn't checked with the family as far as that's concerned. 
So uh, I want to let you all know that Senator Joyce Waddell is here. And uh, this is the father, Brother Joel Odom. And of course, wanted to make that acknowledgement as far as that is concerned. Let's give God praise for her. We also have um, Pat Cotham, and of course she stood earlier, but I'm going to ask that she would stand again. She is our county commissioner at large, and we thank you for your presence. And if there are any other elected officials here at this time, would you please stand? Any other elected officials, if you're here, would you please stand at this time? I have um, a letter from the mayor, Mayor Vi Lyles, uh, that I want to share with the family. And it says, to the family and loved ones of Brother Joel Odom, in his short time on earth, Joel was determined to make an impact. He was determined to make his community better. He was determined to make his voice heard. He was determined to be a good person. And he accomplished all of that and even more. Joel visited me a few weeks ago, and I look forward to it. He is an old soul. Honestly, I believe that he's been here before. We took a photo together that day, and I really regret not asking him to send it to me. But I would cherish those moments with him, and I'm so grateful to have known him. He was destined for great things. Joel was an amazing young man who seemed to have found his purpose in life at a very early age. February was Black History Month. I deem Joel worthy of being amongst those who have had the honor in the past for their persistence in equality for all. Lastly, to his family and loved ones, I am so sorry for your loss. I want you to know that I cared for Joel. His sweet spirit and empathetic nature truly made this city a better place. He was selfless, loving, and charitable. I pray that you may find peace and comfort in knowing that he will never be forgotten. On behalf of the city of Charlotte, please accept our deepest condolences. God bless you sincerely, Mayor Bailao, City of Charlotte. Also, the city council took up a collective uh, offering uh, for you, Brother Joel Odom, uh, of $1,000 that I'm gonna to give to you at this time. Uh, they gave individually, and so I'm going to give this to you at this time along with this letter. And for all that are gathered here, it is my hope and prayer that the, that the person, the work and the memory of Brother Joel Oldham will never be forgotten. In the days, weeks, and months ahead, the phone calls are gonna greatly diminish. Uh, text messages will slow down. But one thing I've discovered in life is that whenever somebody crosses your mind, that's a sign from the Holy Spirit to give them a call to check up on them to see how they're doing. So it is my hope and prayer to the family and friends, to those of you all who love Joel, you heard our sister earlier issue a challenge Part of his legacy is my hope 
that you will get involved civically, that you will register to vote and participate in our election process and do all that you can to make your corner of the world a little bit better and brighter than it was before. That's, that's Joel's challenge to you. My challenge to you as pastor of this church is that whenever any family member crosses your mind, that you would give them a call or send them a card or send them a text message. Just let them know you're thinking about them. And of course, prayer can reach any person, anytime, any place, any day. Call out their names in your prayers. And so uh, this is the challenge that I want to issue to you all and to Brother Odom. We continue to pray for you. And as far as the St. Paul Church is concerned, Joel used to sit in this section, uh, 730 service, when we were open. He would sit in this section. And um, uh, he's definitely going to be missed, but never forgotten. So at this time, uh, we prepare to hear from the Lord.
God some praise even in this moment because the only way that we will get through this is by knowing that the Lord is the strength of our life and that he is the one that will sustain us in a time like this before I get started I just want to uh, let me take a pastoral prerogative let's let those people that are waiting, let them come on, let them go ahead and come on in. Seat them socially distanced. Um, I want to thank our ushers for being so faithful on post. They just follow the directions of their pastor. Thank you all so much. Um, I didn't want them standing as far as the time is concerned. Thank you, ushers. I appreciate our ushers being so faithful on duty. I appreciate our guest soloists and our guest organists for playing for us today. Can you give God praise? Sister, you got a voice on you. Thank you so very, very much. Um, Reverend D'Angelo Dia, who has led our worship service, thank you so much. And to all of those who 
have spoken so kindly and so greatly of our young Joshua who has left and departed the land of the dying and has gone to the land of the living. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to be bold enough to ask a question that may be on somebody else's mind. And what I have discovered in my walk with God is that God is big enough to handle any question that I have. I don't understand why we are here today. It is not supposed to be like this. Parents should not be burying their children. It should be the other way around. And I, I really, I really struggle struggle with this and and when I found out about Brother Joel's demise I, I, I had some questions for God now some of you all are looking at me kind of suspect and so let me blow your theology out the water a God that ain't big enough to handle your question ain't big enough to be your God um, I I I have some questions for God. Um, out of all the people in the world, out of all the people in Charlotte, I mean, I think most of us in here got, got a list of some folks that we could give to the Lord to take out. I don't believe Joel would have been on that list. So um, I, I have some questions for God, and I know that God is sovereign enough and big enough to handle my question any way that God wants to. And, and yet, as, as I come to you right now, the question that I have for God is kind of, Answered in a scripture I want to share today. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, which is considered to be the chapter on love. It's Paul's, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. And in that particular chapter, and I'm setting it up this way because you got to appreciate the Bible within the context. Paul writes, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, and then I will know fully, even as I am fully known. Paul says, for we see through a mirror darkly or dimly. But then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. And I want to talk about just for a few brief moments, we will understand it better by and by. We will understand it better by and by. His name was Joel. 
The name Joel means Yahweh or Jehovah is God. And today, our young Joshua, who has left the land of labor and gone to refreshment, lived his name because he believed God and he knew God. So today we come to celebrate and commemorate a life that for us is gone far too soon. Our community, our city are at a loss for words. I don't know about anybody else, but I was stunned, devastated, and I had more questions than I do answers. And we find ourselves in the Lord's house on this day trying to put broken pieces back together again. To this father, to these siblings, to these grandparents, to these aunts and uncles, to family and friends, our heart goes out to you at this time. Brother Joel, when I talked to you the other day, you talked about how this is devastating for you because you had to do this some years ago with his mother. This is tough. This is hard. For those of you who grew up with Joel and knew Joel on a friendship level, went to school with him, participated in his campaign, this is tough. This is hard. And my heart goes out to you at this time. And like I said earlier, I got some questions for God. But God knows how to handle my questions. Yet the words of Job come to mind when Job said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I've been the pastor here at St. Paul going into my fifth year. And over those last five years, especially prior to the pandemic, Brother Joel will always come to the first service. He would sit in this section. And after service, every now and then, he would make his way to my office and peek in on me and chat with me for a few moments. I found him to be warm. I found him to be friendly. I found him to be charming. His personality was rather infectious. Those who knew him loved him. Here at St. Paul, he engaged in worship with a fervor. He knew God on a personal basis. I know, Brother Odom, you are delighted that he was your son. He was a hardworking young man that we remember today, not as a follower, but he was a leader. But he led not through talking, but he led through his service. And in him leading through his service, he understood what it meant to be a real servant leader. Jesus says that if you want to be great, be a servant. To say that Joel was average would not be true. He was hardworking. He was a young man with talent. He had a winsome demeanor. He wanted to make a difference in this city. He wanted to see our city do better by those who were marginalized, his people. Uh, Joel did more 
saw more and lived more in 22 years than a whole lot of folks who get to be 100. I knew of Joel. You knew him better. However, as I observed him, Brother Odom, I saw that Joel had four G's going on in his life. And I want to submit those four G's to you who are listening to my voice this afternoon. The first G is that Joel had a goal for his life. He wanted to get out of life everything that was possible. He strived to be better, to do better, to see better come into existence. The Bible talks about having goals and objectives. He wanted to make a difference as far as his area of living was concerned. We're told by the Apostle Paul when he said, Forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Here is the Apostle Paul talking to his young protege, Timothy. In 2 Timothy, verses 4, 6, and 7, he says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time by departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Joel had a goal, but yet, if we are honest, we have to attest to the fact that none of us, in our wildest imagination, none of us, in our wildest dreams, none of us, as far as what we thought would be happening, would we think we would be at the St. Paul Church on this Saturday celebrating his life as far as this moment is concerned. Let's be honest. We, we contend that Joel had a lot more things that we wanted to see him accomplish. He had a lot more goals he wanted to reach. He had a lot more objectives he wanted to subdue. However, we must admit that is not the case today. But it does not negate the fact that he did not have goals. One thing that I can appreciate about Brother Joel and when we talk about goals, if you don't have a goal, anywhere you wind up will be okay. But when you do have a goal, you ain't satisfied until you reached it. And I would dare say that Brother Joel was not satisfied because he knew Charlotte could be better. So not only did he have goals, his goals also demonstrate his guts. He had guts. And God knows you got to have a whole lot of guts to run for mayor at 20 years old. Joel did not let the lack of political experience, he did not let uh, the lack of political connections stop him from running. I never will forget when he said, Pastor, I'm going to run. For mayor, I was like, really? He said, yes, sir. I said, go for it. I was blown away. I ain't going to lie. At 52, I would be afraid to run for mayor. But here he is at 20, taking on the mantle of running for mayor. And although he did not make it out of the primaries, guess what? He made a difference in his run. He brought a whole lot of young people to the table and allow for their voice to be expressed. Here, here's what, what I like about Joel. Joel was gutsy. I want you to know that the Lord loves gutsy folks. The Lord loves folks who ain't afraid 
to try something. Even if you fail, at least you try. Here's what God doesn't like. God does not like lukewarm folks. He said, behold, because you're lukewarm, you need a hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. This was the only time in all of the Bible that Jesus was sick of folks because they did not have courage. You got to have courage at 20 years old to do what he did. And so I want to celebrate Brother Joe for launching out into the deep waters of politics. And we all know politics can be nasty and politics can be dangerous. But yet he did not allow for the nastiness of politics nor the danger of politics prevent him from trying to make a difference. So not only was Joel had a goal and not only was he gutsy, but then Joel also was very giving. He was very giving, trying to give to those who were disenfranchised and marginalized, taking up collections for the hungry, trying to make a difference for those who lacked, giving in such a manner that when he did not have, he went to those who did have and solicited them to join him as far as his venture was concerned. I want to admit that our young people while we, so many of us older folks want to throw them under the bus, this generation of young people are some of the most giving people, some of the most sacrificial people. Why? Because they understand that they have the capacity to make a difference in the lives of others. He wanted, go ahead and give God praise, he wanted to have uplift for his community. And in him giving, he allowed for his actions to match his word. You and I are most like God, not when we love, but when we give. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. He was a giver, just like his God, which leads me to the last thing I want to share with you and that is that Joel had a personal abiding relationship with God let me say that again he had a personal abiding relationship with God I, I, I want to let you all know that while we see through a glass darkly but face to face we will know in part and then we shall be known as we are known. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither hath it entered into the hearts of men and women the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Joel's relationship with God was more than talk. It was action. Here at the St. Paul Church, we refer to ourselves not as members, but as disciples. And being a disciple of Jesus means that you are a follower, a learner, one that continues to grow and become better than what you were before. I want to contend that Joel knew Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, not only based upon his confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but then he lived out his confession 
by being a blessing to somebody else. How many of us know folk that can quote scripture and yet act a plum fool? How many of us know folks who know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but you wonder if they know God? How many of us know folks that show up at church Sunday after Sunday and leave the church mean as hell, unconverted, unchanged, and unchallenged? How many of us know folks who claim the term Christian, but they don't demonstrate Christianity when it comes to their walk and their talk with God? No, I have to admit, Joel walked the walk as well as talk the talk. That is what salvation is all about. I, 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 I want to I submit to you that you need to know who Jesus Christ is and the partner you're seeing. Uh, uh, you, you, you need to confess him as Lord and Savior because when you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, death is not the end. But death is a transition from life temporal to life eternal. Uh, I, I, I want you to understand that, 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 that when you know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sin, he'll give you power and courage to do stuff that other folks say you cannot do. Um, let, let, me, let me slow this thing down because my Mississippi trying to slip out. It ain't Sunday morning. It's, it's a funeral. I, I know I should not be behaving the way that I'm behaving. Let, let, me, let me, if I could, close with this story. There, there's a story of some time ago that the American people will remember when the Apollo 13 astronauts nearly lost their lives. That, that project began routinely. The rocket took off beautifully. Everything was fine until 200,000 miles in space, the ground control got this message. Houston, we have a problem out here. Suddenly the world was on edge. Millions who normally would not even talk about prayer started praying. It's amazing that even in the foxholes, atheist finds God. When the astronauts finally splashed down in the Pacific Ocean, they were taken by helicopter to a carrier. The world watched as a chaplain moved forward to have prayer. Time magazine covered the picture of the three astronauts with their heads bowed. Their hands folded, their shoulders drooping, thanking God for a safe homecoming. Importantly, the president of the United States called for a special day of prayer on a Sunday and Thanksgiving. When the catastrophe occurred in outer space, the experts and the geniuses at the Space Center in Houston, Texas, needed to plan a simulated correction of reentry and return. In order to do this, they had to know the precise location of Apollo at that moment. How did they do it? They couldn't do it. The costly, sophisticated electronic equipment could not do it. They instructed, check this out, the astronauts to look out the window, find a star, and take the reading of that star. And ultimately, when they found the star, and when they took the readings of that star, they were able to send the coordinates back down to Houston. And then Houston was able to guide them. And through the handiwork of God, 
by having made a star that they were able to look at and give the coordinates back to Houston. They were able to guide them to splash down in the Pacific Ocean. The other day on February 22nd, 2021, that began as an ordinary day. It turned tragic for all of us here. Joel's demise hurt us, but we discovered that his father could not save him. The doctors could not revive him. The EMTs could not resuscitate him. But yet the handiwork of God called brother Joel from labor to refreshment. And we now are able to look to the star of Joel and know that we may not understand it down here. But one day we shall be able to understand it better by and by. I want to close with this song that goes dark trials on every hand. And we may not understand uh, all the ways the Lord will lead us uh, to that blessed promised land. Uh, he will guide us with his eyes uh, and we will follow till we die uh, and we will understand it better by and by. Uh, and you can hear the saints of old saying uh, by and by uh, when the morning comes uh, all the saints of God uh, are gathered together at home uh, and we will tell the story uh, uh, how we overcome uh, we will understand it better by and by. Uh, Brother Joel, tell God your story. Uh, Brother Joel, give the angels your testimony. Brother Joel, bow down at the feet of God. Uh, and when you see the nail prints in his hand, uh, when you see the cut in his side, uh, tell him thank you uh, for every heartache you had. Uh, thank you uh, for every tear you shed. Uh, thank you for the trials you went through. Uh, thank you uh, for lifting up a bow down head. Uh, y'all got to excuse me. Uh, I done got happy. Uh, Joel's name mean uh, that God is Yahweh. Uh, Joel's name mean uh, that Yahweh is God. Uh, and is there anybody here uh, that know that God is uh, who he says he is? Uh, can I go ahead and have church? Can I go ahead and preach it the way that I feel it? Uh, I need somebody uh, that ain't ashamed uh, to admit uh, that God is who he says he is. Uh, is there anybody here that know God is Jehovah Sekinu, the Lord my righteousness. Anybody here know that God is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Anybody here know God is Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. Anybody here know God is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Anybody here know God is Jehovah Elohim, the Lord God Almighty. And when I think about the goodness of God and all he's done for me, my soul, I said my soul, my soul has to get happy. Thank God for setting me free. Joel, thank you for showing us a better way. Joel, thank you for 22 years of good living. Joel, thank you for showing our young people they can make a difference. Joel, thank you about the fact it's not longevity, but it's the quality. Joel, thank you for showing us that Yahweh is God.
dismissed from this place I'm going to ask that we will have persons who are serving as flower bearers if you could uh, come to my right your left I mean your left my right rather uh, persons that are serving as flower bearers we need some flower bearers those who are serving as pall bearers if you're serving as pall bearers if you would come to my right those are serve, we need six persons to serve as pallbearers, preferably some, some strong brothers. As we depart from this sacred space, we celebrate the life of our brother Joel, knowing that the love of God, the joy, peace, laughter, and righteousness of God is with us always. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before the presence of his holy glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, both glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Will everybody, with the exception of the family, please stand? I can take the pain. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. So where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said... How do we know where you're going and who will show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except by me. For I know that my Redeemer lives, that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worms shall destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. 
whom I shall see for myself, and behold, not another, though the rains be consumed within me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire the Lord that I will speak after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in the temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon the rock. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me, and the presence of my enemies, thou anointest my head with all my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.